Ooh, what's up, internet? My name's David Webb. I'm Arielle Edwards. We get nerdy nightly. And we thought we'd share it with you. Yeah. That is right. Welcome back to a Friday edition of the Nightly Morning Show here at twitch.tv slash nerdynightly. If you're watching this on YouTube or catching it in our podcast feed, please know that you can come watch us live yeah. on Twitch, 10 a.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, every week uh, for the last 10 weeks. What does that mean, Clarus? That means today is our 50th show. That's right. We did 50 of these. Yeah. I'm, I'm impressed with us. We have I mean, not missed one. We have to make it to the end of this one. Yeah, we have to make it to the end of this one. That's fair. That's, that's fair. Yeah. But yeah. The ch I, okay, the chances of the next forty minutes, come on. Well, actually, we've been having some problems with stream elements lately. That's so true. You never know. The camera could just shut off. You never know what could happen. Point. Um, I don't know why it does that when you switch. No, I'll have to figure that out later. Yeah, that's fine. We'll, um, we'll figure it out. But we will figure it out later. Not at the moment. At the mm -hmm. moment, we're going to talk about the nerd news, and it is a Friday. Yeah. It is the last Friday of the year in which we can say there was a new episode of The Mandalorian this morning for our hearts. Um, I oh cried. God. Yeah. I cried. No spoilers. No spoilers, but I did cry. Yeah. It was pretty great. Yeah. Like, it's a great episode. Um, I, have a, I have a few small nitpicky things that I was like, all right. But, um, I, you know, on the whole, I was very happy with it. Uh, I think yeah. that most people are going to... There, there's one thing in the episode that I think is either going to work for people or isn't. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it worked for me a lot. And so I really loved it. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it's it's really incredible how far technology has come in the movies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the things they were able to do with this episode were pretty crazy. And it looked awesome. Um, mm -hmm. Like I would give it like a strong like... 9 out of 10 yeah. for, you know, um, yeah. Well, and, you know, it's 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 a it's so technologically advanced as a TV show that you would almost think that it was a $200 million movie. Oh, for sure. You know, and it isn't. And and there's there's times when you know it's a TV show, like the space, um, how big rooms are. Like, there's things that are, like, noticeably television-sized. Yeah. Um, because you just don't have the space to build this giant set. But uh, yeah. the things that they do really well are that they work with the space to make it seem like it's full. Uh, in a really nice way. Yeah. Um, the show has consistently done that. Um, if you are going to watch the episode, um, the episodes of The Mandalorian do not have post-credits teasers, except this one does. So please do not turn off the episode when you get to the credits. Yeah. Do not turn off the episode when you get to the credits. Watch all the way to the end. Yes. I promise you. Worth it's it. worth it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we don't want to talk about spoilers, so we're not going to get too much into that yep. instead we're going to start talking about the news and there's one big news story today obviously it's the biggest news story we've been talking about cyberpunk 2077 a lot on this show yes. everyone is it's the big release that people are talking about right now and 100%. it has problems it has a lot of issues i think um i can't imagine how the people at cd project red feel right now mm -hmm. um probably a little embarrassed and disappointed um yeah oh yeah but um but they should have seen it coming, right? Like, they should have yeah. been playing this game on base last-gen consoles. Yeah. And I want to I be clear. Like, we're talking about the problems that the game is having. Well, at the same time, I want to acknowledge I streamed the game last night and had no problems. Yes. Um, I love this game, and I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I will say there are people who are saying, like, the AI in it isn't great. You're not wrong. Um, 
some sometimes I get through combat situations by figuring out a way to like glitch the AI into not moving so that I can shoot them in the head very easily. Um, okay. Realistically, it's it's that that aspect of the game is maybe a little shoddy at times. Um, okay. But the storytelling, the world building, the gameplay itself, how the weapons feel, uh, I really love this game. And because we are playing on PC with a, you know, I, I would say like above average graphics card, we yeah. are not having those kind of problems yeah. that a lot of people are having. And it is absolutely CD Projekt Red's fault that this is happening. Yep. Um, and they're aware of that. Uh, but the big news, obviously. As a result of um, it not working properly, I yep. guess is the way to say it, um, CD Projekt or Sony removed um, Cyberpunk from its store. Yeah, uh, specifically only from the PlayStation Store. Mm -hmm. uh, they have come out and said that you can still purchase the game. Uh, this is actually the, the... We found out that Sony had pulled the game from their store last night. Yes. But uh, Cyberpunk 27's official Twitter account put out this statement. Mm -hmm. Following our discussion with PlayStation, a decision was made to temporarily suspend digital distribution of Cyberpunk 2077 on the PlayStation Store. Uh, which is interesting that it says a decision was made as if they made it together. Yeah. Um, but it says, following our discussion with PlayStation, a decision was made. What they're saying is PlayStation made that decision, but we're going to try and make it sound like it was a mutual one. You can still buy it because if, if it was truly mutual, they would have said something like we decided or yeah. um, the, the wording there is very interesting. Yeah. Uh, you can still buy physical versions of the game in brick and mortar stores on, and online. Mm -hmm. I don't know where online you can buy a PlayStation copy, though, if you can't buy it from the PlayStation store. That is a little weird to me. You can probably, like, I think you can buy, like, like, I think you can buy a hard copy online and get it, like, shipped to you. Oh, okay. So you need a physical version in order to play the game. Probably. That, you know what? That's right. You're, you, that's right. That's my guess. Um, all purchased digital and physical copies of the game will continue to receive support and updates as we continue to improve your experience. Mm -hmm. uh, according to our knowledge, starting today, everyone who is not willing to wait for updates and wants to refund their digital copy of the game can do so by submitting a request at playstation.com slash cyberpunk2077 refunds. Mm -hmm. We are working hard to bring Cyberpunk 2077 back to PlayStation Store as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. What is really interesting about this is that by pulling off the PlayStation Store, there are people who have a PlayStation 5 who can absolutely play this game well, mm -hmm. who will not have those same problems, and they cannot buy it. Yes. Yes. They cannot buy the game mm -hmm. because it's just, it's not available. So you are, you then have to buy it somewhere else, get a hard copy um, if, if you have that next-gen console. Yeah. Um, this is going to be a really interesting um, move. Because I cannot remember in my memory, great sentence there, David, a, a triple A title that was pulled out of a major selling platform. Yeah. I, I, I don't I don't have that in my memory, any triple A title being yanked after release. Yeah. Um, I, I can't remember. Like I I don't I don't know if it's happened before. Yeah. Um and it, it is interesting that it happened so soon after Monster Hunter came out and then was pulled out of theaters in China. And yeah. it seems like things keep getting pulled out of the places where you can get them right now. Yeah, it's already so limited. Mm -hmm. Here's 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 my thought. I wonder if because of COVID and the pandemic and such that things were rushed to try to get out so that people had content. And now they're like, oh my God, we screwed up. Like we, And now they're having to recall them. Well, that's actually, that's interesting. I, um... I think it's interesting to think about the fact that I wonder if the pandemic is what made this game so hard for them to put together because they couldn't, 
I like that might legitimately be eight years from now when we look back on what happened. I wonder if there's going to be a conversation of COVID-19 pushed us to do our all of our work from home yeah. and it just didn't coalesce in a way that made sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 I don't know, just like a thought that I had where I'm I'm sure that that has contributed in a way, like probably mm-hmm. in a way that we don't know not being in the middle of it. And maybe they don't really see either until yeah, until they look back and yeah. they and they and they take a look into it. Um Liza Bear in the chat brings up that uh, the consumers and especially like the online fans mm-hmm. really pushed them to do the um to, to put the game out, uh, yes. sending death threats to the devs, as we talked about in a show earlier a few weeks ago. And so they were put in a position where their stock price would have taken a huge hit, and their stock price will take a huge hit for this. But yeah. there really was a there was a push by the consumer to force them to put the game out in a way. And so that they did. And, yeah. you know, the, the weird thing about it is that it does work on the right consoles. It just might be that, like, a base PS4 is not the right console to play this game on and, like, maybe you shouldn't. Yeah. Maybe Which, you shouldn't have put it out on those consoles. Well, yeah, that's the thing. You know, like, if, if you knew that... Here's the thing. If you didn't know that there were detrimental problems on these consoles, how? Second of all, because, like, like knowing that these problems existed, why, why did you let people give you their money for it? Wargamester you know? in the chat is saying that Cyberpunk is currently running on his base PS4... And he sees that Sony intends to support it with patches, so I think they just have a sale stop and not a support stop. Um, Wargamester, yes, yes, there's going to be... Uh, they, they've, they've put in a few hot patches already. Yes. Um, but patch number one is coming in January, and patch number two is coming at the end of February, and they're saying that they believe the game will work better by the end of February. Um, that is a long time to wait for people who, um, who bought this game. Yeah. That's a long time to wait. Yeah. I, I would be frustrated. Yeah, I, I, I would I would be upset as well. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with imitators in the chat. There's it's it's a no win situation. Yeah, 100%. you know. Like you you either you either delay the game and you lose steam and people aren't interested by the time it comes out. Yeah. Um, or you release it and it's buggy and people are you know, it's it's it, it kinda goes either way. And with social media and marketing, like we live in such a in a sense like precarious world Mm -hmm. Uh, just just in in regards to things like that where you need to if you want to be successful and you want to make a lot of money you have to do proper marketing and hype and you know like we have a release date here's our press for this and then you know if things happen and it's not ready then then you have to recall and then it looks bad and there's there really is no winning like i like working Working for one of those companies in, like, a marketing department yeah. would be a nightmare. Like... Well, especially because the marketing department probably doesn't even understand how the game works. Like, yeah. the marketing pro- department's probably sitting around going, so wait, what? what is what is the problem? Yeah. Yeah. Like, y- y- yeah. We just want... We just want to put Keanu in ads on television. Why? Why? Just get the game to work. Yeah. We'll sell it. We'll just use Keanu Reeves. Well, and when you have a company that big, there are so many different mm-hmm. departments and different people pulling in different directions. And, you know, a part of me does sympathize for CD Projekt Red, but also you shouldn't put it out on last-gen consoles. Mellow the Bard says if we can wait for Elder Scrolls Six, we sh- could have waited for Cyberpunk. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I, I think they probably want to get it out before Christmas to make money. Mm, yeah. I mean, yeah. I 100%. Yeah. 
The, the problem is you kind of can't get around the fact that there are 120,000 PS4s out there. Or sorry, 120, I think it's 120 million PS4s in the market and about 60 Xbox uh, Xs and X, or no, Xbox Ones. So many. So, so, so last-gen consoles. Yeah, last-gen consoles. There's, so when you're looking at the market share of who you're selling to, obviously PC is still the biggest, mm-hmm. but the second largest base is the console market. And there, there's a trend in video game sales that um, PC always sells most at first, yeah. but then the um, the console sales uh, slowly overtake the PC sales over time. Mm-hmm. And so you are looking like, you know, Cyberpunk is an expensive game, and they, probably, they were probably thinking, hey, if we don't sell... If we only sell on next-gen consoles, we might not make enough money. Yeah. Um, although I don't think that would have happened. I mean, they had 8 million in pre-orders, which apparently covered the cost of the game. So they're they're in a position where, like, they probably could have gotten 8 million sales off just PC and next-gen. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, not had all this bad press. And then have it be the first game everyone buys when they buy a next-gen console. But yeah. I, I don't know if that's going to work now for them. Uh, I wonder, like, I wonder what would have happened if it had been, if if it had worked perfectly on consoles but not on a PC. Like, what if it had been the other way around? Uh, that wouldn't have been as bad. You don't think so? No, because the patch would have been able to come faster. It's easier to patch a game for PC than it is to patch a game for um, the consoles. Uh, the consoles are more complicated because they are sort of, um, j- j- just because of how they work. Uh, you you can put that it is easier to make the game work on PC than it is to make it work on consoles. Okay. Um. It and, and I say that knowing that like there's certain times where it seems like that's not true. Like the Horizon, uh, um, PC launch earlier this year where it was such a mess and the game barely worked on PC even after running perfectly on a PS4. Well, um. But a yeah. P a, a PC um problem would probably have been solved faster than this is going to be on the consoles because the the, the mm-hmm. problem with the game on the consoles is that the consoles aren't strong enough. Yeah. They're just not strong enough. Like a base PS4 cannot run this game. Well, technology has 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 progressed so quickly. Um like I mean in the last 10 or 20 years even like mm-hmm. the no, that the the strides that we have made like, the technological advances are wild. Oh, yeah, And nice. so, yeah, the PS4 is working on technology that came out years ago. Mm-hmm. And we have made such incredible developments since then, you know. I... And the PS4 is an incredible system. And that's the thing. Yeah. Like, the PS4 is a, is kind of a remarkable system. And I've had so much fun on PS4. And, you know, it's it's going to be a console generation that I remember quite fondly. I, yeah. I, I, I think, you know, uh, the PS3 generation wasn't as strong to me. Um, granted, it was it, the PS3 generation was also like a tougher time for me when I was busier and didn't have a lot of time to game. Um, so, like you know, I remember the PS4 generation fondly. I remember the PS2 generation very fondly, uh, and um, I, I'm hopeful for the PS5 generation, but I don't know yet because I can't freaking get my hands on one. Yeah. Because the gosh darn <laughs> bots. Yep. I don't know what's gonna happen with that too, because it seems like the bots are gonna keep scalping them until. Kingdom Come. Like, at what point am I going to be able to buy a PS5 and just buy it? At what point, Sony, are you going to let me hand you my hard-earned money? Yeah. At what point? For the love of God. We're, we're waiting. We're waiting. And you know we will. Um, but yeah, you cannot buy Cyberpunk on Sony Store. Crazy yeah. world we live in. Yeah. Who would have thought, who would have thought, uh, like, two months ago when everything was all hype for this, that that would have happened? Like, really? Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, I feel like the uh, taters in the chat says I feel like the same principle that applies to low end PCs being able to run a game that could apply to low end consoles. If you took the time, you could work your work on all products it has been released for. Um, I don't know about that. Like, you would have to strip out so much of the game. That at what point is it still the game? Yeah. Um, Rebel Trooper actually brings up our next story. Rebel, you're 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 one step ahead of us. I thought that scalper was going to be a nice segue to the fact that the UK is making it illegal to scalp game consoles. Yeah. Uh, in a move that Amazing. will surprise no one after all the mess recently, they are making it illegal to use bots to mass purchase um, these consoles. Mm -hmm. And so for the first time, these people could actually uh, face legitimate consequences for essentially ruining the market for real consumers mm -hmm. and that is a huge huge step forward in my opinion mm -hmm. um we've already implemented laws against scalping tickets we've yeah. implemented laws against scalping um uh actually i think just tickets but uh you, you there's no reason for that rule to not extend to consoles yeah yeah i think it's a good move you know no. and obviously they've had people pulling movie stunts trying to get these consoles mm -hmm. so it makes sense that they're trying to prevent that from happening yeah we call the movie stunts but it, it's probably in the movie because it happened in real life first probably we're, we're talking about the um the rollover uh fast and furious thievery that's been going on in the uk to steal consoles televisions and uh, graphics cards uh it's wild wild someone called yeah. dominic toretto i love saying that name dominic toretto they came up with a good name for that yeah, right. Like if you wanna if you wanna lead character for your action series, you're like his name's Dominic Toretto, and you're like, yeah, that that guy's a lead of an action I'm series. Sold. I totally get it. Yeah. I uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh um, but gosh. yeah, I mean, it's tough, right? I don't have an opinion on this. I don't have anything else to say. Like they're no, doing it. I'm I support like, it. Good. If Thank you're you. a scalper. Yep. You know how I feel about you. I don't have to say words. I just look in my eyes. Look in my eyes, scalpers. You know exactly how I feel about you. Yeah, we've made it pretty clear on on this show. Um, uh, Board Gamester says his specific take is that specific law like that usually follow other problems associated with the black market, and that includes armed piracy and highway robbery, theft of shipments. Think 1920s bootlegging leads to laws. Yeah, it's essentially the same thing. The problem is Board Gamester. They're still doing the armed piracy and highway robbery. <laughs> Yeah. That part of it's still happening. Yeah. Which is wild. Can you imagine if you were a truck driver and you were driving video game consoles and you got, like, they were, like, they arm-robbed you and you're like, it's it's a PlayStation. Yeah. It's a PlayStation. Put the guns away. Yeah. I mean, how do you think the, the, the driver of the, like, maple syrup train felt? <laughs> He's like, it's, it's maple syrup. For those of you who don't know, there was a, there's a, look up the maple syrup heist. It's, it's, it's like a thing that every Canadian knows about that no one else knows about because no yeah. one else really cares, but yeah. they stole like $18 million worth of, of maple, maple syrup. syrup. Yeah, yeah, it was wild. Wild. Um, all right, y'all. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. We talked about some casting earlier in the week for the new House of the Dragon series coming to HBO. Mm -hmm. The prequel series set 300 years-ish. I might be wrong about that, but around 300 Ish. years before 200. Game of Thrones. Uh, we have an official release window. Uh, according to a new trailer for HBO Max that was released online, the House of the Dragon will be premiering in 2022. So we're going to have to wait a little bit more than a year but with Damn. casting, they're probably... Th that does make sense, right? Like, if they're just casting mm -hmm. now, they're probably not going to shoot until the summer. 
Yeah, and they're probably, here's my thoughts as well, they're probably going to try and wait until COVID... Until everyone has a vaccine. Yeah, like, till till the risk is minimalized, Mm -hmm. um, would be my guess. Do you think we're going to start seeing uh, production companies have a rule that you can't work on the film if you don't have the vaccine? Certain sets, I mean, yeah, I could definitely see that. As here's the thing, as long as the vaccine is widely available. Right now, obviously well, yeah, there's yeah. only so many doses. But eventually, yeah, you know, if you wanna mm-hmm. be working closely around a lot of people like as an actor, if I have to be this close to you while we're filming a scene, like I don't Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be interesting to see if the people who refuse to take the vaccine face some sort of social consequence for that. Um, we're gonna have to wait and see. Obviously, that's going to come once the vaccine is widely available. But I do wonder if there will be movie sets where you have to take. The, if if you say no to the vaccine, you cannot be hired. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: if you say no to it, you're putting so many people's lives and health at mm-hmm. risk. That I just, uh, yeah, I I have a feeling that's probably going to be the case. Well, people joke about like the bracelets and contagion. Um, in the movie Contagion, they have, like, bracelets to go to the store at the end. Sorry to spoil a 24-year-old movie. Um, but the the people who are vaccinated have the bracelets. And so I, I, I wonder if we're going to have something like that, like uh, an ID card or something that is, like, I've been vaccinated. Um, um I don't, I don't know if that's going to be the case, but for, I'm sure for, like, hiring, like, mm-hmm. we had to provide so much medical paperwork that's when true. we went on that's the cruise true. ship. I'm sure you would need to provide, like, legal documentation that says that you received it, if that was well, the case. but, like, here's the thing. I'm going to be very honest, like, and not to make this a COVID-19 discussion, but, like, I do not want to go to a restaurant and be served, once the vaccine's widely available, I yes. do not want to be served by a waiter who hasn't had the vaccine. Yeah. I don't, like, I don't, I don't want that risk. Well, yeah, because the waiter comes into contact with so many people throughout the day. 100%. Like, you know, it's the same with, like, healthcare workers. They're all, like, I mean, they're going to be the first, but, like, I wouldn't want my doctor to not have, like, yeah. They're already being vaccinated. They're, yeah. That's happening, thank the Lord. Um, It's just, like, I find the scenarios, like, um equally comparable yeah. in that sense so um in in sort of a related discussion tom cruise uh we talked about him yesterday yeah or was that two days ago uh, uh flipped out on the set of mission impossible 7 right and according to the um uh according to sources for the toronto sun there have been multiple uh walk-offs from the set ever since so crew members have left the set over the incident um some are uh some are reporting that up to five people have quit the movie um, because of this whole situation. And it, it is interesting. He is receiving a lot of praise from a lot of people. George Clooney uh, posted a huge um, mm-hmm. a, a statement in agreement with his behavior. Uh, but people on set are walking away. And they are saying that part of the reason for that is that tensions have been rising on the set for months. And that the COVID restrictions and the continuing to work with the COVID restrictions has placed a, lo- a burden of difficulty on the crew that has it's been difficult and yep. the emotional strain of that has been very high and that for a lot of yep. people they just they can't handle it anymore and i think it's interesting because it compares to our time on the cruise ship mm-hmm. when people are saying like people just quit the cruise ship because they can't handle living on the ship anymore like yeah. it's, it's a known thing that cruise ship employees sometimes are just like i'm i'm leaving i yeah. can't i can't keep doing this yeah like when <clears throat> sorry when cruise ships hire for for example like a show mm-hmm. um they definitely kind of how do I say it? They, they almost are prepared. That's why there's three swings. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they, they have to prepare for that because they know 
somebody who's never been on a cruise ship before is probably not going to be able to handle it. Or, I mean, like, one girl from six literally got offered, like, the West End contract and left. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, 100%. you know, things like that happen. Um, but I so. think that this that there's that, like, feeling of tension that is very, like, it's the tension of being confined. It's the tension of the rules. Mm-hmm. It is the tension of all those things that leads to a, a working condition that's difficult for everyone involved. Yes. And I think that the, I understand why people are walking away from the set. I think it's insane to walk away from a job right now. Um, yeah, I you, must, right now? you must have so much privilege to be able to walk away from that work. <laughs> to walk away from a job because you're upset that you broke the rules. Yeah. And weren't immediately fired. That you were given a second chance. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. And my, maybe, yeah. maybe Tom Cruise's language limited. was specifically aggressive or something that we're not aware of. Oh, it was. I mean, like, he swore at them, but still, I think he was, like, well within his I've had bosses swear at me for way less. Yeah. And we're I servers. Just kind of went back like, to work. Yeah, we were we we've been servers at restaurants. the The number of people we have had scream at us mm-hmm. is probably ridiculous. I just I just you, to be fair, usually it's customers. Usually, yes, <laughs> you usually. Mm-hmm. But this um, is cold. No, that on. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my favorite my favorite is a woman yelled at me um, because her pasta was cold, and I was like, "Ma'am, it's been on the table for like thirty five minutes." And she was like, yes, and now it's cold. And I was like, well, why didn't you eat it? She was like, well, we were talking, and I haven't had a chance yet, and now it's cold. And I was like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not taking the blame for this one. That Good is 100% like, on you. I think I, I think I even said, like, was this warm when you got it? And she was like, oh, yeah, it was hot. It's just cold now. And I was like, do you want me to put it in a microwave? Like, where do you think you are? Eat yeah. your food. Yeah. Oh, I was Jesus. so mad. I don't know. I Yeah, my sympathy for these people walking out the set is very limited. Yeah. You, yeah, I'm sure you're doing just fine. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, must be nice. Um, in other news, uh, things are not off to a great start for Wonder Woman. Um, really? Yeah, there was a hope that they would... Um, there was hope that they would have a strong release in China. The yeah. first Wonder Woman movie had a $38 million opening weekend cool. on to a strong-ish... 90 million um, pull mm-hmm. from the country. 90 million dollars is not a great Chinese release, but for a movie like Wonder Woman that doesn't have a lot of pull in the country, mm-hmm. uh, that is certainly, it, it's good enough not at bad. the time. Yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman obviously made money and no one is upset about uh, its final international pull. Yeah. The problem is that uh, while the original made 38 million on its opening weekend, the sequel uh, managed to pull in 4.6 million on Friday. Um, which is just not a great uh, first day. No. Uh, it, pu- it came in at half of what local Chinese release The Rescues total was. Uh, that stood at 8.9 million as of 5 p.m. yesterday. Mm-hmm. So it is coming in. Uh, it looks like it is not going to take first place in China over the weekend. Okay. Uh, and the hopes that this sequel would grow on the first success uh, do not seem to be panning out for the studio. Um, and whether or not that is because interest in the movie isn't there, or if it is just that the the rescue, which is a sequel to a very very successful Chinese film from a few years ago, um, if if there's just so much interest in that movie as it is a Chinese language movie, and there is a little bit of anti Hollywood sentiment in China right now over the Monster Hunter situation that we talked about yesterday. Yeah, fair. Um, so it does look like the um, the opening. It's, it's not great for one woman. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. talk obviously about the full weekend on Monday, but. Yeah, but right now it does not bode well. I mean, I I, I get it. 
I yeah. did it. Monster Hunter screwed up bad. And if I was like, if I was in China, I would probably do the same. It, you know, I would I would pick this movie that was a sequel to this wildly successful movie that was mm-hmm. there. Um, I would not really feel like supporting Hollywood either at this moment. Mm-hmm. So I'm not it surprised. Is, it, it just is interesting when you you put all this time and energy into a release, and your release is so affected by another, another studio's release. release. Yeah. That you had nothing to do with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but so. that is that is the the curse of Hollywood in China at the moment is it's kind of uh it is truly a rising tides uh, sinks all ships kind of mentality yes. there. Um, but uh, do you think Wonder Woman's gonna make money? Yeah. Really. I think it'll make some money. I'm, I don't think it's gonna wow. do it incredibly. That is that is that is that is optimistic. Really. Yeah, I don't think. Well, it how is. much did it cost to make? Uh, a lot. A lot. We don't know. Here's the thing. Okay. The movie caused at least $200 million to make. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, the movie also had to be marketed how many times? How many marketing rollouts has this movie had? That's true. Truly. And so the question um, the question in my mind is, even if they manage to break even on their budget, which questionable considering theaters in New York and LA are closed, there are more closures happening across the United States as the COVID pandemic gets worse this week. Like, we're in the worst part of it. More theaters are closing. Fewer people are going to the movies because the numbers are so high. Yeah. We can't go see the movie because mm-hmm. we're in lockdown. Like, I don't think we're going to be able to see it this year. We're probably not going to see it because we can't get HBO Max in Toronto. So we probably won't see Wonder Woman until next year. So that's money that they're not going to get. Like, right. I legitimately don't think this movie's going to make money. And I think it's a shame because the reviews are very positive. If I could go, I would. Yeah. But legitimately, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I can say that I think this is going to make money. And if uh, if it can't be bolstered by strong international take where it is, the theaters are open, yep. like China, that's that, that, that that's a big part of the pie right there right now. And I, I don't know how this movie's going to do. I will be shocked if this movie passes $400 million international. And um, yeah. it needs to pass probably six to break even. So I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I always forget about the the marketing costs. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I always forget that that's a thing that costs an incredible amount of money. Massive amounts of money. Marketing is marketing is huge. That that yeah. that um that virtual uh premiere they did last week mm-hmm. or earlier this week, that's not free. No. Like that is an expense. There are a lot of people that go into that, and you have to pay those people. Um, Gal Gadot, you probably don't have to pay. Patty Jenkins, you probably don't have to pay. That's probably built into their contracts. But like everyone else, they have to get paid. All the technicians, the setup, yeah. the broadband, the internet, the server. Like it's a huge undertaking. Well, and the weird thing about like having it on HBO Max is like, how do you count those numbers? Do you count like anyone who signs up for HBO Max now to be money made by Wonder Woman? No. No, no, no. So yeah. HBO Max's money and um, the actual like theatrical bring in Wonder Woman might break even long term because of HBO Max. Um, yeah, it's just how can you know? How can you know people are signing it will up not make, just for Wonder Woman? It will not make money at the box office. Yeah, it it won't. It won't make money at the box office, and that's just the reality of the situation. Yeah. If unless it does incredibly well in other markets, uh, Japan, the UK, Europe. Although I don't even know. I don't know if theaters are open in the UK. I think they just locked down again too. Yeah. So like, I legitimately don't know where there are going to be theaters open to see this movie when it comes out domestically next week. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who's watching it right now and who can. 
And it really, it really is just, it's a shame that this movie is going to be essentially a marketing tool for HBO Max, and that's what it's going to be remembered as. Yeah. Um, A very expensive marketing tool for HBO Max. And there's, you know, the on... Between that and the Snyder TV show, like... The the online discussion around a movie like this is so fun, and it's it's Mm -hmm. something I love. I love seeing a movie and then hopping on Twitter and talking about it with other nerds. And I'm not going to get that experience this time because I'm going to have to avoid spoilers for this movie for a month. Yeah. And honestly, I'm probably going to give up and just read something because I'm going to read something eventually that's going to ruin the movie for me. And I'm not going to have the opportunity to see it without spoiling it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm disappointed that that's uh, that I'm kind of just accepting that. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. It's fine. I mean, we could like VPN HBO Max, but like that's complicated. and. Yeah, that would be complicated. Um, the, the one, the one bright spot for Wonder Woman in China is that it uh, does have the same social score. Um, we, we do kind of map social scores for movies now, how audiences seem to like them. Uh, the film scored an 8 out of 10 from Mao Yan, uh, which is on the bottom end for U.S. superhero films. Uh, the first Wonder Woman score scored, uh, 8.6, but it did score the same on Duban. Uh, Duban's scores always skew lower, but, uh, it got a 7.1 on Duban, and that is the same score that Wonder Woman had there. So mm-hmm. even on a ticking app that is a little bit harsher towards the films, it at least had the same scores as the first Wonder Woman movie. And so maybe there is potential that there's some legs. It can maybe get close to that 90 million again. Um, yeah. But uh, as we'll, we'll talk more about the numbers on Monday, but it doesn't look like it's on its way to that just yet. Um, is, there anything, is there anything else we need to talk about today? Do you have any other news? We have one last story that I wanted to save for the end, but... Um, I don't have anything, no. And we have six minutes, so I think that's enough time for our last story. Yeah. Yeah, Great. it is. Um, y'all, this is going to involve a slight spoiler for an announcement that was made in The Mandalorian. So if you don't want to know about announcements, mute the video until we wave you back in. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't have anything to do with the story of the episode. It yeah. is a separate thing. But I do, I want to mention it because it is, it the, it's, it is a very interesting um, timing of two things that happened in the world. Uh, mm-hmm. The first is that, um, unfortunately, uh, Jeremy Bullock, the actor who originated the role of Boba Fett in the original trilogy of uh, Star Wars, who played uh, the character in The Empire Strikes Back, as well as Return of the Jedi, unfortunately passed away yesterday at the age of 75. Uh, Jeremy Bullock became a huge member of the con um, community mm-hmm. uh, and was seen at conventions through decades of his life, uh, giving back to fans and spending time with them and, and, and getting to know them and mm-hmm. um, was was really an incredible ambassador of the Star Wars brand. Uh, he um, uh, shared this touching message with his fans in 2014 when he uh, ended his time in the convention circuit. Uh, just because of age, you know, it's it's a lot of energy to do this. Totally. Um, he said, in 1979, I was called onto the set of Empire Strikes Back to play Boba Fett. And since that day, it has changed my entire direction of my life in such a wonderful way. It has been a privilege to have had the opportunity to inspire so many generations of Star Wars fans. I have had over 20 years of traveling with my wife, Maureen, to some amazing countries and have met so many wonderful fans. Thank you all so much, and we will miss you all. Um, yeah. Uh... He will probably be remembered most for his time in um, that, but he also had starring roles in shows like Doctor Who and Robin of Sherwood, as well as movies like uh, Mary Queen of Scots and The Spy Who Loved Me. Mm -hmm. He was, uh, you know, a a well-known, renowned actor 
who I was very fond of. I, I've always loved Jeremy Bullock. Uh, I, I, um, I really, I, I, it, it was sad news to hear yesterday. Yeah. Um, and it came at uh, the day before they announced that there's going to be a Boba Fett television show. Yeah. Uh, coming at the end of 2021. Uh, December, de- yeah. December 2021, next year, we are going to be getting a Boba Fett television show. And obviously that was planned, th- that announcement was planned a long time ago. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure that he knew. I'm sure that he knew. And but it is just... The public announcement timing is was... It's weird, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. The day after Bo- the actor who originally Boba Fett died, we find out that we're finally getting... The long-awaited Boba Fett series everybody wanted, and it's it's a show. I know that um, obviously Tamara Morrison will be playing Boba Fett in that show, um, because he he is Boba Fett, and like he's he's playing the character so well on the Mandalorian right now. Totally. But um, I would I was hoping that Jeremy Bullock would have a cameo role in that. Yeah. I was hoping that he would be a bartender or yeah. Mm um, or like just a character who's like, I wore armor like that once, you know, just something like that. And it is, uh, it's sad to me that we're not going to get to see him in any way in that. And, um, that obviously that he's passed. Yeah. Um, but we are going to be getting a Boba Fett show in 2021. Yeah. So I, the legacy of this man lives on. Yeah. Um, and I hope that that show does something to honor him and, um, I'm, yeah, I'm his sure impact on that character. I'm, I'm sure they will. I'm not worried about that. Mm-hmm. Um, y'all, I think that is where we're going to leave the show for today. Mm-hmm. Uh, rest in peace, Jeremy Bullock. You had a huge impact on my whole life. So, um, I, it's, it's so sad to see another member of the original Star Wars team go. Um, obviously, yeah. uh, this is something that matters a lot to me. Um, <laughs> and impacted my childhood a lot. But, um, I hope that, uh, I hope that he was true. I mean, obviously that statement said it, but I, I hope he knew how much of an impact he had on so many people. Yeah. Um, and how much, uh, you know, how much his legacy means to so many people. Yeah. And on that note, <laughs> uh, y'all, I'm going to be streaming some Fall Guys tonight. Sorry for that transition to something completely <laughs> ridiculous, but uh, I will be playing Fall Guys with Bucky JW. I might hop on a little early to play a little bit of Cyberpunk, because I'm a little Cyberpunk obsessed at the moment. Do um, it. So I, I, at the latest, I'll be on as eight, but I might get on at like six. Um, and that's <laughs> twitch.tv slash nightly right here, right now. 8 o'clock Eastern. I'll see you there for uh, some Fall Guys with Bucky JW. And that season three. our good friend Turfindial will be there. Mm-hmm. You are doing something tomorrow. I am. It's Skyrim Saturday. Um, so that's tomorrow about 2 p.m. Eastern. And tomorrow night, if you're a member of our Patreon and you are at the Squire tier or above, that's the $10 tier and above, tomorrow night is our private little movie night. So mm-hmm. if you want to come watch a Christmas film with us tomorrow night, please come do that. It's going mm-hmm. to be a blast. Uh, yes. And if you're not a member of the Patreon, think about joining it. Patreon.com slash Nerdy Nightly. We have fun over there. The lowest tier is just a dollar a month. You get a podcast. You get some behind the scenes. And mm-hmm. you get access to our patron-only Discord. Um, that's 25 cents a week to yeah. be a part of this community in a way that um, you aren't currently. Um, <laughs> on top really, of that, we really. do want to say thank you to all of our patrons because you make this possible. Mm-hmm. We picked up a couple new patrons in last week. And, yeah. Um, you 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 don't know you don't know the impact you have on our life. Yes, yes. <laughs> you guys are the rocks, the foundation, um, so that we can do this. Truly, truly. <laughs> uh, as we always say, gonna grab this. My name's David Webb. I'm Ariel Edwards. <laughs> do something nerdy tonight. Bye-bye. Bye bye.